Welcome to Geocache Adventures, the podcast where we explore everything geocaching. I'm your host, Shadow Dragon One. I love geocaching. If you're listening to this, you probably love it too. If you enjoy the podcast, consider sharing it with somebody that you think would love it. You can also follow the podcast on Instagram and Facebook, and there's a Facebook group as well, so you can join in the fun and share your adventures. There's also a Patreon page that you can join and unlock exclusive content. Hey everybody, Amy Shadow Dragon one here. Today I'm going to talk to you about the book Easy Geocaching Simple Cache Containers. I came across this book on Amazon. I was looking for some references, working on a separate episode about creative containers. And I came across this book, so I decided to check it out. So this book is by Vince Meglory. I hope I pronounced that right. It was published January 1st, 2017. Um, It's available as a Kindle book or a paperback book. The Kindle book is $1.99, and the paperback version is $10.75 as of this recording, at least. So the description on Amazon says, Easy Geocaching Simple Cache Containers is a beginner's guide to fun sport of geocaching. Get fully up to speed with step-by-step instructions for getting started and growing into the hobby. There is even a section on how to find caches before you buy a GPS. The book includes an appendix with 15 simple construction projects to get you going on hiding your own caches. This guide was written by an enthusiastic geocacher with almost 3,000 finds and over three dozen caches hidden. The book includes several step-by-step instructions for wading through some of the most complicated tasks, such as selecting only low difficulty caches on easy terrain. Enjoy. So I read through this book and I thought I would just do kind of a book review and let you guys know about it. So overall, this book has a really good overview about the game of geocaching. You can tell it's actually written by somebody who knows what they're talking about. Uh, I've come across other books that are super vague and don't really have a good grasp on things. And you can tell the person doesn't necessarily know what they're talking about. The author of this book did a really good job explaining the game and did give some really good tips for getting started. The book has a really good glossary section. Uh, It does seem slightly dated as it talks more about using printed paper method and it does start to talk a bit about using smartphones, but most of the information is still relevant for getting started. Um, considering the fact that it was written in 2017, I feel like, you know, it's reasonable, but it does still have a lot of good information on it. It does give a good, ex- a good description of a lot of different cache types, including the eight caches and the GPS adventure exhibit, also known as the GPS maze. It did not talk about Adventure Labs, which I thought was interesting since Adventure Labs were first introduced in 2014, from what I could find online. And the book was published in 2017, so they had been around for a few years by the time this came out. But it doesn't really get into those. The one quote from the book that I really did like is, The best teacher is experience which I think with geocaching really applies. 
So the book was pretty good. Most of the book, though, did focus on getting started geocaching. The book is 164 pages total, but it didn't really get into any kind of cache container creation until you get to the appendix at page 101. So by the time you get to the creative cache container parts, it's you're almost done with the book. So in this cache container section, it the appendix has multiple sections. It has 15 sections. The first seven sections talk about bison tubes and film canisters and some basic ideas for how to camouflage those. It gets a little bit into ammo cans and how to use paint or camouflage for them. It's very broad on these topics. It does give a few examples on how to use toys to make containers more interesting, such as having a toy holding the container. It talks a bit about lock and locks and using water bottles or thermoses as containers. But again, a lot of the ideas are kind of how to camouflage it, not so much making it creative as I would have hoped. Um, most of the ideas and sections one through seven can be summarized by this quote here from the book. Quote, there are two basic approaches to make the plain containers more interesting. First, you can add colored tape to the outside, paint the outside with designs such as teeth or face, or add texture with thick paint and additions such as glitter or sand. The second approach is to add objects to the outside that transform the shape or appearance. End quote. I really like that idea of the second approach it mentions, and I wish it got a bit more into that. It does talk about it a little bit, but it talks about it a bit more broadly in these first seven sections. Sections 8 through 10 are a bit more specific. One of them talks about a couple simple PVC tube ideas. One section is how to use a false sprinkler, and it talks about uh, hide-a-key holders and how to use them. Section 11 talks about making a hollowed out log to put your container in. And this section gives a pretty good detail information on, on how to do that process. Section 12 talks about converting an existing birdhouse and making that into a cache container or a holder for a cache container instead of building your own birdhouse. Which I thought, you know, that's an interesting idea. But if you do want to try building your own, you can get some simple birdhouse kits out there and try it that way. Um, section 13 talks about using a false utility box, which I have seen this done a couple of times. Uh, section 14 is creating magnetically sealed enclosure. And this idea is using magnets to hold together parts of an object that normally don't come apart. And the example in the book is taking a four by four inch section of fencing and making it hollow in the middle and the magnets hold it together. So then you can pull off the one magnetic section and then reveal the cache container, which I thought that was a pretty interesting concept. And then the last section, section 15 of the appendix, talks about taking sheet metal art or garden decor like those thin metal um, yard stakes, garden stakes that 
you know, sometimes they're birds or frogs and stuff and taking things like that and molding it around a container using a rubber mallet. That's a really interesting idea on, you know, something to do for an ammo can. And you can usually find stuff like that at dollar stores or, you know, fairly cheap in some places. So that that is an interesting concept. I have not seen that done before. Overall, I thought the book was good. It does give some interesting ideas. I wish it went into a little bit more detail about some things. A lot of this stuff, though, that it talks about, you know, you can, at this point in time, you can find YouTube videos for a lot of this. Um, There's all kinds of YouTube videos out there for simple PVC pipe geocaches, um, birdhouse geocaches. I bet if you looked, you could find the hollow log. I mean, it does have some good ideas, but... And for the book itself, I would give the book itself four out of five. So if you really just want a book about the subject, it's it's a reasonable book to have, especially if you do the Kindle version. It's only $1.99. That's not so bad. You know, honestly, I'd probably give the book... 3.5 out of 5 stars because it does have good information but at this point you can just find these ideas in more detail online. I really had hoped this would be more about creating containers. I do think it gives you a good baseline to maybe come up with some of your own stuff creatively using some of these ideas. But if you buy the book thinking it's going to get you a lot of step-by-step how to create certain types of containers, it's not going to do that for you, except for that hollowed-out log section. That one is actually pretty detailed, and you probably could do step-by-step with that one. But other than that, most of this is very broad, general, here's some ideas, now go figure out a way to apply it type stuff. So... If you're looking for ideas on how to make your cache containers more creative, I suggest um, checking out YouTube for creative caches. You know, a lot of the the big geocaching YouTubers out there tend to try to find those high point geocaches, those creative geocaches. Um, So you can get some good ideas from that. Derek from Behind the Cache, he has a lot of um, gadget caches and some tutorials on how to do the birdhouse caches and different PVC caches. So there's a lot of different YouTube videos out there. I'm sure you could find other ones too with step-by-step instructions if you wanted to do some kind of gadget cache or just being creative. Um, I do think the sheet metal art garden decor and molding it around an ammo can or something is a pretty neat creative idea on how to do that. If you're somebody that has a 3D printer, now you can get into a lot of different possibilities. So, okay, let's say you got a 3D printer, but you're not really good at modeling the 3D models. There are share sites. Thingiverse is one that I use where you can find files shared by other creators and you can download the file 
and print it yourself. And there are geocache containers on the share site so you can 3D print your own geocache. Also, if you want to do something creative, but you don't necessarily want to create it yourself, there are places where you can buy your own creative geocache container. A lot of people are creating shops on Etsy to specialize in geocaching and creative containers. So that's something you can always check out if you just want to buy something that's a bit more creative versus trying to actually make something yourself. You can also get creative with Adventure Lab. So if you're sitting on an Adventure Lab credit and you don't know what to do with it, you can get creative with it. I have been, I like to think I've been creative with two Adventure Lab credits that I have, that I have put out there. And the, these two Adventure Labs that I did tell a story. And, you know, you still have to walk around to points and hit the certain area so that you can activate the question in the story. But all the information is in the story. So instead of trying to find a plaque or something in the area to pull information off of, the information's in the story. So one of these stories that I did, it's a, based off of another podcast I listened to called Welcome to Nightville, and it's called Stay Out of the Dog Park, and it pulls from some elements from that podcast, but... The way I have it set up, you don't have to listen to the podcast to be able to do the story and walk around it. And this story focuses around a dog park. So I found an actual dog park in my area. It's a park that has a dog park and there's a walking path around the dog park. So then I take you along the walking path around the dog park to hit the five points of the adventure lab. And... So the area that I placed it in kind of pulls in with the story and then all the elements are in the story. All the questions, all the answers come from the story. And it tells you that at the beginning that the answers to the questions are in the story. And then the other one that I did is called A Walk Through a Park. And it the story that that one evolves around, you are walking home from the library and you're cutting through the park. So I placed my adventure lab in a park across from the local library. Now you don't have to start the library, you can do it all in the park, but then you, you walk around and the elements of the area pull into the story, which I think is a fun way to add to the creativity of an adventure lab. And then also you know, you have the information in the story, so you don't have to, you know, just pull random numbers off of a plaque or count how many windows in a building or something, which there's nothing wrong with those, but this is just a different way. So there's different things that you can be creative with here. Um, I, I wish this had talked a little bit about Adventure Labs in the book, but... To be fair, they were still fairly new at the time the book was published, so maybe that's why they didn't get to Adventure Labs, or maybe they just didn't get to Adventure Labs because they wanted to focus on containers. I don't really know. But it is a well-written book. But if you're looking for 
different ways to be creative with your geocaches and your cache containers. I don't necessarily recommend getting this book. I recommend checking out YouTube videos, searching online, pictures on Pinterest, different things like that if you're looking for ways to be more creative. And I do plan on having a more long-form length episode on creative cache containers. So look for that in the future. And also, if you want to go back to Season 1, Episode 18 of Season 1 was an interview with Derek from Behind the Cache talking about creative containers and gadget caches. So you can listen to that episode as well for a bit more information. So thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you're thinking about how you can make your hides creative. But you know what? If you're not, no worries. Some people just love a good classic Gardweller or LPC. We need all of those out there in the world of geocaching to make it fun for everybody for what they're looking for. You've been listening to Geocache Adventures with me, Shadow Dragon one If you'd like to get in touch, you can reach out to me on Facebook, Instagram, or go to geocacheadventures.org and you can find the information on the contact page. The music is by The Travel Bugs. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Have you heard of FTF Magazine? It's the magazine for geocachers. It is full of articles and pictures all submitted by geocachers just like you. I'm a subscriber myself and I love it. My favorite part is the little snippets on the edges of the articles on all the different pages. Those are my favorites. Just go to ftfgeo.com to check them out and tell them Shadow Dragon 1 sent you. 